The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Hello, seekers, mystics, and keepers of the flame. You are tuned to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. You know, gentlemen, people are watching us all the time. Not on the radio, <laughs> but uh, they, 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 the idea behind today's show and this uh, series that we're going to be embarking upon now has a lot to do with the fact that we are constantly, all of us, not just us, but you two who are listening in, we teach other people by our actions. You know, as the uh, Bible said, you know, by their fruit shall you know them. And one of the things that we talk about a lot here, of course, is the Ascended Master's teachings and our desire to put these teachings on, as it were, to wear them, to become them. And when we do that, we become a magnet. And as I said, uh, people are watching. They're looking for us to, uh, to do what we do. Well, people, and we, well, well, I, if I may, I just people read us at soul levels, not yeah. just us, but you read each, we read each other at soul levels. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even though our outer minds might be aware of it, we are taking a reading of who this person is, what do they stand for. Yeah, and you know, we said this before in the show, that a lot of times you, you kind of say, you know, hey, I want some of what he has. You know, there's something about certain people that you 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 are magnetized. You're you're drawn to their light, and I think this is one of the things we want to talk about today. This uh, a series, by the way, we're calling the uh, Enlightenment Masterclass, and this has a lot to do again with putting on the teachings to be in the uh, aura of the teachings of the ascended masters as often as possible, and to wear these teachings in such a way that they inspire the people to seek and search and find what we have found. To, to be real, you know, a friend of mine and I are teaching a confirmation class in our church to teenagers. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you, the teenagers know whether you're real or not. <laughs> There's no fooling them, I can tell you that. And I think that's true of a lot of people. Even though someone may say the right words, you do read the vibration. And, you know, sometimes you meet someone and they're saying the right things, but, you know, you feel uncomfortable. There's something not right about this. And so you do read vibration, read aura, whether you realize it or not. Yeah, and, you know, that's one of the reasons why, I, I mean, I'm thinking visually, you clean up your own yard, you take care of your own place, so mm-hmm. to speak, and you, you affect those around you. All of a sudden, the neighborhood starts cleaning up and looking nicer. And when you have that Christ within, and you're really be, trying to become it, you're going to radiate it, and people are going to sense it. I mean, you know, you've already said it. They, they sense it at a soul level. And, and this is also uh, why it's important that you, you do the right thing and lead a moral life, because if you compromise who you are, people will read that at inner level and say, well, if this person compromises there, why shouldn't I do it? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why what we do, even, you know, when no one's looking, so to speak, is important, <laughs> because it's in our aura, it's in our vibration to take the stand for the truth, because 
Every one of us affects other people. Well, and if they get a read of us as being a substantial individual from a spiritual point of view, then it magnifies what they see because we are we're bearing that example again, as I said at the beginning. And so what we want to do is lead that life that is as good as we can make it. I mean, we're going to make mistakes. I don't think it's it's right to assume that we're just going to be perfect from, from day one. I think that's a safe assumption. <laughs> I think it is. But I think the, the point would be that you recognize somebody striving. You see them trying. You recognize when they're making the effort to come up higher. And I think what else you recognize, Tom, is the presence of God within them, the presence of their Holy Christ self. Um, when you when you draw down the Holy Christ self to your temple, people see that, and it's not the human that they're they're attracted to. It's the presence of the light within you. And there's got to be an actual frequency and a vibration to it too. I mean, there are frequencies that we're aware of, uh, certain frequencies that we see, for instance, the color spectrum and things beyond, lower and higher. You know, so there's a frequency to us when we when we are doing the right things. Yes, go ahead. You know, I was going to tell a quick story about St. Stephen. and Saint, uh, Not the Stephen that was stoned to death. Uh, this one had a little happier ending, but um, <laughs> he was... it was perforated. <laughs> was <laughs> was <he>? yeah. <laughs> Stephen, oh, yeah. Um, uh, this is St. Stephen. He was with St. Francis, and right. he came later in, in the time St. Francis was quite old. But the point I want to make it, he was known as a tremendous orator, the greatest orator of his time. And he would give sermons, and 30,000 people would come to hear his sermons. They had to have them outside. I don't know how they would hear him if there's that many people, but that's how powerful he was. And one day, he said to a younger monk, he said, let's go out and preach. Well, this younger monk, as you can imagine, here I'm going out with St. Stephen. This what a great honor. So they go out and go around town, and they come back after a couple hours, and and the monk says to St. Stephen, you know, you have to forgive me, but... You said we were going out to preach, and you didn't say a word the whole time we were gone. Right. <laughs> and Saved says our presence was the message Exactly today. right. You know? oh, and wow. so that's how powerful your aura is. And when it's out of sync, you're going to drive people away or lead them down the wrong path. When it's in sync, they can, can be converted. You know, um, one of the, the key points behind this series that we're, again, beginning today is based on a book, a collection, actually, of um, messages from Jesus and Kutumi, who was, in a previous embodiment, St. Francis. And this is called the Corona Class Lessons, and we were musing prior to the show starting today that Corona must mean, you know, the halo of the saints, but it could be the mantle of holiness, who, you know, some form of that. But the Corona Class Lessons are an amazing compilation, and they cover... uh, Keywords, if you would. This this is kind of the keyword version that goes back to the 80s where you have words like power, wisdom, reciprocity, father, holy Christ self, you, et cetera, et cetera. 48 different uh, messages all in all. And what we're talking about here is essentially, uh, and again, the subtitled book says, for those who would teach men the way. And this is teaching them by example, teaching them in word and deed. And this is a handbook the Corona class lessons for simply how to do that, how to understand the importance of what it is that you carry. Well, you must become the way to teach the way. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm thinking of the, just on the news. You know, there's this 14 year old boy that's graduating from college, you oh, know, and the things that he's studying, <laughs> and then he's got a brother that's younger than him that's that's following in the same path, and you have to wonder what are these parents? Somebody was saying. As a commentary, we should we should tap into what the parents are teaching and how they're teaching, and have them teach us how to teach. You know, <laughs> well, what they're leaving out of that though is that obviously these two souls brought in a tremendous momentum from previous embodiments, 
and God has given them a, a great metal body to be able to help the world. That's I'm sure that's the intent. Yes. And so it's, the parents are important, obviously, but may not be the whole story. Well, yeah. You know, it's actually quite nice. The uh, the 14 year old is very humble. He said, "You know, I don't consider myself a genius. I'm yeah. just focused." Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> As are we. I think again, you know, going back to the well, it's just kind of a reflection on teaching, you know, and how oh, yeah. we, you know, how we have to be the right kind of parent, quote unquote. You know, well, you know, the the, the funny part of that is that you learn uh, as a parent that there's no recess. There's no time out because they're watching 24-7. So you've got to be on your game 24-7. <laughs> I know. You know, and I think that's true for the saints, for the uh, disciples of the word, those who follow a certain path, any path really. And as we have said many times, you know, we, we believe we have got the greatest teachings on the planet. Yeah. And so for us, this is, it just, it motivates us to spread the word. And, and it doesn't, like you suggest, doesn't mean we're perfect. I mean, Mrs. Prophet, who was the great instrument of the ascended masters, she had her human side. She made mistakes. We make mistakes. And that's, you know, if you're looking for perfection, that's idolatry you're well, looking and, for. And if people yeah. are looking for you to make those mistakes, and they're looking in the wrong place, too. And the first time you make a mistake, well, that person can't be holy. They made a mistake, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah. Off, off the pedestal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rented lips. Tom <laughs> 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 Rental lips. Oh, you know. Well, Mark was the same way. You know, he was. He had his the people who used to criticize him for various things. And oh. bless his heart, he was such a sweet man. Well, it was the quality of heart. That's you know? right. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's the vibration, the ability to hold light and to, to, to be that light. And, and your outer education is very secondary to that. Yeah. Well, you know, this goes back to the story that you shared with us a moment ago about St. Stephen, and that it isn't necessarily what we say. It's what we do, how we are, how we practice what we, what we preach. Yeah, how you know? we carry ourselves. You yeah. Know? I mean, I think and, it's, and it's not perfection. It's a vibration. It's an attitude. It's humility and know that God is the doer. And once you start thinking that you're the doer, then you've left the path. Exactly. And, you know, th- this raises another question, too, to our listeners, that we are making a certain broad assumption here that you're interested in getting better, coming, coming up higher. And in so doing, others will notice the effort. They'll notice your results. So it's not as if, you know, you start to make a change, it's going to be under the covers. You're going to be seen. And these teachings, you know, they're really unique. And I mentioned that word before we started the program because we we take these Ascended Master teachings from the major religions. And so that's why people can relate to them in all of the different faiths and all around the world. Indeed, and they're utterly practical. Mm-hmm. There's not there's not a high degree of esoteric, esotericness to these that doesn't allow also for them to be practiced easily. Well, there's easily. very deep inner teachings, but then there's very simple as well. And, you know, I think what I loved about these teachings were pract- there was something I could do. In other words, yep. you know, the science of spoken word, the violet flame, the rosaries. I could do something. You know, for some people have a great momentum on meditation. I fall asleep, or I used to, when I tried it. <laughs> so that wasn't my path to this embodiment. Hopefully I'm better now. But, you know, it's so practical. And you can. And what I love is when you, you're engaged with the Ascended Masters, you see things out playing in your life every single day. Yeah. And what, and what I like is is the fact that you can take something you just saw on the news or heard, or you read on the news or something, and you can make a you can make a call, and you can throw some violet flame decrees into that situation, and you know that you are having an effect. The planet will be different because of your presence on the planet, because yeah. you know and have the knowledge to draw down the light 
God's light and put God into these various situations around the world. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, if we were to take this whole content area, put it into a formula, we would begin with the fact that we believe we have the greatest teachings on the planet. These are, you know, the universal teachings of East and West from the saints and sages, right, et cetera. And that we feel, and I, I speak for myself, I believe I speak for my brothers here and others too, that there is an urgency. We have a drive to spread this because we recognize the power and the, how essential these teachings are to the planet. It's not just that we think that for ourselves, but this is something we need to to, to get out there and then to spread these teachings. We have to strive to become them as much as possible, and this is a path ultimately of self mastery. And it's it can't wait because there's an open door right now on the planet because it's the you know we've passed into Aquarius, and any time you go mm-hmm. from one cycle to another, there is an open door, and these this just doesn't always exist. I mean, the last time these teachings were given. Um, the violet flame may have been on Atlantis 10,000, 10, 12,000 years ago. Right. So take advantage of it, uh, of the opportunity that's here. You know, um, on, take advantage of it you know, on that subject of self-mastery. Part of that is a, a willingness to look under every rock. I mean, to basically uncover our psychology, to get behind it, underneath it, to understand ourselves, what motivates us consciously and unconsciously, so that we can indeed achieve self-mastery and then come up higher. Well, that goes back to understanding who you are. If yep. you think you're a human personality, then you spend all your energy defending that personality or, to, you know, mm-hmm. you know, defending who you quote-unquote are. Or trying to perfect it. Which won't happen. You can never perfect a right. human. Why, why waste time on it? And as Mrs. Prophet will give the teachings we're going to be hearing, you know, it's, it's a lost cause to do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> look instead of putting on the light of God and becoming who you really are, not this pseudo-personality. And I think it might be comforting, again, to remind everybody that there is a community of people who share these beliefs. Oh, there <laughs> is. TSL.org, you know, that, that you're not alone. And that, you know, one plus God is a majority, as we like to say. And we're coming up on a big July, a July 4th no, conference. We are, actually. It's uh, coming is- up. Which is going to be that kind of time stamps our program, but uh, it's <laughs> going to be great to see these souls come from all over the world. Yeah, you know. There. By the way, you guys, I, I think I shared this with you, and I'll share this with our audience because those of you listening and downloading this program are from every nook and cranny of the planet. I was just amazed to see the list. There were 890 different places where people have tuned into this show. Oh, no! From outer Mongolia to New Zealand to Mauritius to New Jersey. To the Vatican, I hear. <laughs> to the Vatican. <laughs> I mean, it's it's amazing that I think people are being magnetically drawn to the truth at this level. Yes. And that by our example, we can help them to find that place, find their footing, and move forward and move upward. And I am grateful. We are all grateful yeah. indeed. Well, when we return, we're going to hear an excerpt from a lecture on discipleship, on becoming the word and sharing it with others. This is from Elizabeth Clare Prophet in roughly 1983, I think. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Don't go away. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. 
By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for being here. Thanks for staying with us. We are on the open door today talking about the enlightenment self-interest. So enlightened self-interest, but this is a self it's a class on mastery. <laughs> I'm going to get it out to master my own lips here. Enlightenment master class. Yes, but, you know, but the, I think the focus is on self-mastery. And this is yeah. for, for those who would teach men the way. And, of course, there's men and women. This is to teach mankind the way to a higher experience and a reunion with God. Um, one of the things that we have been talking about in this course already is the idea that self-mastery is at the core of anything that we do and that the mastery that we can attain is visible to other people. That as we walk through life, as we do what we do, people are watching us. They're aware of who we are. They do, as you said, Sid, they kind of give us an auric reading of who we are, an energetic reading of looking to feel the vibration. So we want to make sure that we can do the best we can to make our vibration as high as possible, as pure as possible. So in the following excerpt, Mrs. Prophet, Elizabeth Clare Prophet, talks about the fundamentals that everyone should know, desires to put on what they call the new man or the Christ consciousness. Here it is. The Corona class lessons were originally dictated, quote, for those who would teach men the way, unquote. And from the standpoint of the world teachers, Jesus and Kathumi, these are the fundamentals that everyone who would be a teacher in God's name must know and know very well. Know in the sense of shedding the snakeskin and putting on the new consciousness. The greatest single block to effective decree work is retaining an altercation with God. Now you might say to yourself first off, why I have no altercations with God. I have no disagreements with God. I've made my peace with Him. 
But you see, if you have an unresolved point of disagreement with the law or with the masters or with your own Christ self, it is a standing altercation and it might have been there a thousand years, but it prevents this transcending of oneself that we experience in the giving of the heart, head and hand decrees. You cannot change garments, you cannot accelerate unless you go to the point of that misqualified substance in the electronic belt and release it. Well, you cannot release all things at once, and so in the course of our sacred labor in our community, on a day-to-day -day basis, we encounter ourselves through people and circumstances and the descent of our own karma. And when we do so, we are always making a decision to the right or to the left. We're saying yes or we're saying no. We're saying I agree or I disagree. And so, in a sense, every single day is an opportunity to choose whether we will retain our walk with God in the right path or we will take the left-handed path because this is the one thing that we will not be turned around on. We will not accept this particular correction, this particular redefinition of selfhood, and so forth. So when you feel yourself coming to that encounter where something very fundamental, fundamental as the carnal mind or the lower mental body does not want to give in, you know that two things are needed. A teaching is needed. Illumination on the why is so very important to our hearts. And I have never seen such an abundant teaching of answers to questions we've been asking for centuries as in the lore of the Ascended Master's works. And secondly, you need the violet flame to consume the habit or the coil of the record. And thirdly, you need the will to assimilate both. The will to change is a tremendous need on the path. So the topic of this series of Pearls of Wisdom is discipleship. It's very exciting to enter into this path of Jesus and Kathumi and to understand how we can improve our discipleship. The first pearl is from Jesus. Kuthumi and I shall now speak on discipleship. Kings and princes may dwell in marble halls and sleep well guarded throughout this mortal life. But the true disciple lives not so much to be protected as to himself guard the eternal truths of the Heavenly Father from any and all desecrations. Let the words watch and pray be remembered today for peril in the form of karma individual and worldwide still stalks the earth and will remain until the last victory is won for all by daily service to the light much transmutation occurs and the business of serving God moves forward the advancing of freedom for love of God and man is definitely the aim of many sincere people but few are they who can attain true discipleship. Our purpose in the current series of Corona class instruction for those who would teach others the way and themselves find greater illumination and avenues of service is to bring 
the brilliance of God illumination into play upon the sacred pages of men's lives, so that the bread that comes down from heaven may be on earth the living word. First and foremost, the would-be disciple must learn to forget that his own personal identity is important. He must live to remember that God's thought about him is greatly to be esteemed. How wasteful are the energies dissipated daily in defense of the personal self with all of its whimsical characterizations. Beloved Saint Germain, as Francis Bacon declared, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances and one man in his time plays many parts. I think we should savor for a moment the direction to place the untransmuted self, the lower self, in its proper position in our treasure chest or on our shelf where we keep our treasures, kind of at the low shelf, and place high up on this shelf God's thoughts about us. I have seen that people are far more concerned about what other people think of them and have really no concern whatsoever about God's assessment of them. I have always found that I have desired to please God and I have been very concerned, as David was, as to whether or not my offering would be acceptable. I am concerned on a daily basis. How I conduct myself, what I say to people, the job that I do, is this acceptable to God and to the friends of light he's given to me, to El Moria, to Lanello, to Kathumi. And I listen with a great intensity in the inner recesses of my being to feel a sense of God's measuring rod upon me as to whether or not what I am doing or the work that I am publishing is acceptable. I think it's a very important exercise of the heart and the soul. And we need to have our own measuring rod to understand how God measures us. And I always think, does it bear fruit? Does it help people? Will it further the word? Will people be blessed? Will there be more love in the world? Will the cause be better served? How does this meet the requirements of the hour, the most important needs of the planet and the chilas specifically? I think you ought to think about it once a day. How does God esteem me? What does my mighty I am presence think about what I am doing? Am I fooling myself? Does the presence really approve of this project? Or am I making so much noise talking about it and telling everyone else about it that I haven't stopped to hear just what God thinks about it? The defense of the personal self must be put aside. I can assure you that it is a great temptation to defend oneself in the face of gossip and the maligning of one's person and the speaking of untruths. The great example we have from Jesus is that before Pilate, he offered no defense at his accusers. I've thought about that many times. 
I've personally found that it would be selfish of me to enter into the defense of myself or my organization or my teachings or my chilas because it takes time. And the time I spend doing it, I am not publishing the word and the teachings which I promised Lanello in the hour of his ascension I would live to do until it is completed. But I know the temptation because one can tend to be burdened knowing that many people believe things about one which are not true. But it must be laid to rest the concern of the personal defense, the defense of the ego, the defense of one's personality, rather than the taking care that this body temple is a fitting place for the dwelling of Christ. Now that is another point to put on your list. If it is first in the series, it must be very important. It must be that if we don't get to the very bottom of this point, that it will eclipse the path. And surely, over-concern has led to an entire society of people more interested in how they look, what they say, what they're wearing, and what people think of them. In fact, it's a never-ending game. People spend all of their lives making sure that people think well of them. So disciples spend all of their lives pleasing God and giving the acceptable offering and letting him be the judge. That's a great question, isn't it? What does God think of us? <laughs> I mean, really, it, it, it turns the tables on the whole. Well, it takes courage to even consider it, doesn't oh, no, it? It sure does. And, and you have to be careful. You don't get under self-condemnation. Oh, God must think I'm a terrible person. <laughs> you know, 12 years ago, I made this mistake, you know. And um, so, you know, it, you have to be balanced and realize that God is in you. There's imperfect parts of you, and as long as you're striving, I think God honors that. Well, and the point was well made there that we have to let go of the personal self, the whole concept of our personal human identity. You know, there's a great scene, and my daughter maybe go see the movie Doctor Strange. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, it was different. I won't say it's strange, but it was different. But anyway, there's a scene near the end where the, sort of like the teacher guru figure is, is speaking to this guy, and she's about to leave. And he says, you know, do you have anything to say to me before you leave? And she said, yeah. It's not about you. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty good. It's very you know? good. It's not about you. It's not about us. Well, and she makes the point, too, that if we're, if we're at all uh, wishy-washy, maybe, in our thoughts about our projects or whatever, you know, we need to ask the question, what does God think about this project that yeah, I'm doing? Indeed. Yeah. Well, and also, we have to realize we face opposition. So, coming up, what is the enemy of everyone who strives to put on the Christ and carry this example to others? Please stay with us. We'll be back in a couple of moments. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. 
Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thank you for staying with us. You're listening to The Open Door, where today we're talking about an Enlightenment Master class. And that's not us being the masters here. It's the Ascended Masters. I want to make sure that's clear. Mm-hmm. And we're using as our template for this the Corona Class Lessons, which is a book, by the way, that you can purchase, if you wish, at Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, elsewhere, and at tsl.org slash bookstore, Corona Class Lessons. It's a, it's a wonderful manual for self-mastery. It truly is. Now, um, we said at the uh, tail end of the last segment that one of the enemies of those who would aspire to a higher walk with God, putting on the Christ consciousness, is discord. Here's more. The next point is overcoming every discordant manifestation. You cannot be used even as a representative of your Christ self if you are not dedicated to eliminating discord of every kind. The worst kind is the subtle kind, the kind that vibrates as irritation or just a little bit of self-pity or just a little bit of this and that, where it is not enough to even be noticed consciously by oneself. One can have a critical mind and not even know that one has a critical mind. So the objective assessment of every discordant manifestation and the systematic elimination of it because it is unreal. Discord vibrates in time and space. It vibrates in this particular span that you want to get out of. And so it is the greatest enemy of the disciple because unfortunately engaging in it lowers your vibration and you get unplugged from your Christ self. 
so very quickly and you go back to the old habit pattern of functioning mentally, functioning with the drive of the human will, functioning with the particular patterns of the human personality. And it is so easy to do that. And sometimes it takes a while to withdraw again into that Christ-commanding presence. I am certain that for a man or woman accustomed to the ordinary human way of living, the road leading to discipleship may at first seem strange or difficult, but many who have yearned with a burning heart to know the nearness of God will find it even less difficult than materialism. All will find the reward beyond compare at the journey's end. My statement, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, must be applied to understanding God's law through living as a son of God. Living by material standards, no matter how high, cannot possibly connect our disciples with the pure vibration of spiritual compassion, which so reveres the word of God that every moment is perceived as an opportunity to stand forth as a living example, a living revelator of God. Interpreting God unto man not through the vanity of earthly ideas or even the grandeur of cultured prose, but through living as a divine embodiment here and now. When we are disciples, we realize that there is a journey's end that we will take the alpha thrust and the omega return and one day there will be an end to the finite existence. That realization becomes the background for the mind set or the mind discipline which is the determination to be a divine embodiment here and now and to know that it is possible. Procrastination is the most deadly enemy of the disciple we don't even know it is a part of us. We think in terms of how we will be when we get there. How we will be when we have that attainment that we're working toward that will come to us someday in the future. It's a terrible, terrible disease of the human consciousness. The nowness of the divine incarnation is something we have to walk with all the time. And we have to have the sense of appreciation of what the divinity in us is, which is why you must write down the characteristics of how you feel in the presence of your Christ self. To get to know your own divinity and to define that incarnation is fundamental to discipleship. The concept of man as a son of God and a divine manifestation is a part of the high calling extended to everyone who cometh into the world. But few there be that have found it, and so each such a would-be disciple must esteem themselves to be worthy of God in order to anchor themselves in the great law, which will then walk the earth through them. Esteem yourself to be worthy of God. I am worthy of God. I am worthy of God. I am a divine incarnation here and now. I am a divine incarnation here and now. 
This we acknowledge in order to be able to anchor within ourselves the great law and to anchor ourselves in the great law. And then the great law, which is your I am presence, will walk the earth through you. That is the only thing we really want in life, really want. And if we will stop feeding that expensive gasoline that comes down the crystal cord into other people's gas tanks of desiring other things, we'll have all of the fuel that is our daily allotment from our I am presence to realize what we want most to have the great law of our I am presence walk the earth through us and right this planet and set the children of the light on the path and bind the fallen ones who would trip them when they enter that path. That's all we really want. And everything else is simply an assist to get us there. All you really want is to walk the earth as the embodiment of the I Am Presence because it's the only thing that will help the world. And you must remind yourself, whatever job you are doing, I am doing this as a means to an end and not an end in itself. I am doing this task so that my mighty I Am Presence will walk the earth through me through realizing that man made in God's image is not a sinful creature, but a divine being, they are able to discern the Lord's body. My words to Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? Were designed to teach my apostle and many other disciples that should follow, that learning to love God first and more than all else is a prerequisite to discipleship. If you love God first and foremost, you will not crumble when someone takes from you your belief system or whatever you have said, this is mine, I possess it. Loving God first can never be known by you until the day when something else is taken from you and you must still survive. Above all, keepers of the flame are survivors. But you know it is Maya. It's like the illusion that Mark Prophet was taken from us on February 26, 1973. It's a strong delusion, death, but it is not real. And in the moment of facing it fair and square, you survive because you love God more. It's good to have dress rehearsals for life's tragedies and triumphs because you can lose the cup of victory by not loving God more than your victory. And you can dash that cup by a moment of indiscretion. Summarizing early requirements, let me say, put aside the desires of feeling important and cultivate the thought that will let your own God presence exalt you in due time. 
Avoid discharging your energy in fruitless self-defense, committing your entire protection to the great masters and cosmic beings, while exercising common sense by courageously walking wisdom's way before men. Choose the better parts, the burning heart of a seeker. Learn to live to outpicture the words of God daily by discerning his body, the spirit of grace and glory. And then follow that love wherever it may lead you. Excellent advice. <laughs> you know, there's a question. The only thing we really want is to walk the earth as the embodiment of the I am presence. It's, it's basic to who we are. It's basic to who we are. Exactly. And, and letting go of the human consciousness, you know, that sorcerer's apprentice that we've <laughs> created, that we think is us. That, that, that's a fundamental understanding that you can have great attainment through all the good things you have done on this planet. And that is your tre- those are your treasures in heaven. But all of us have committed a false self or a pseudo self or what we call the dweller on the threshold. That's got to go into the flame. It's not real. It's not really who you are. You don't lose the your identity in God. You perfect your identity in God. That's a great point. And yeah. we're, we're not here to perfect the human. Yeah, so it's kind of a red flag. If you find yourself thinking, that, you know, you got to defend yourself and you find yourself saying to yourself, but, but, but yeah. that's the moment when you need to surrender that. You know, this is perhaps a corollary to that and maybe a little of a right turn, but um, someone once said, uh, don't raise your voice, refine your argument. <laughs> and I think it's good, good advice. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we are at the end of our third segment already. This goes by so fast. I'm, I'm constantly surprised at how quickly this just melts away. But in our final segment today, we're going to be talking a bit about why the truth path needs qualified emissaries. And that's you. So we'll be back in a few moments. Don't go away. starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back for a final segment. Thanks for staying with us. You know, I was taken again by that quote, you know, put aside the desire of feeling important. 
you know, I mean, we can. Where, else, where else will you hear that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that it's important to 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 note that we're not uh, being Pollyannish about this. We recognize that this path, this path of self mastery, ain't always easy. You know, it, it takes some doing and uh, takes some effort, takes some continuous effort and commitment and focus. But it can be done. And the reason why we want to do that is because the reunion with the heart of God is the ultimate goal. The ascension is the ultimate goal of life. We've spoken about this many times. Here we are again. And again, I go back to that quote we just said before the, uh, the last break. The only thing we really want is to walk the earth as an embodiment of the I am presence. And you know, I'm thinking, too, we need to remind our listeners to don't, don't whip yourself with a wet noodle because you were a particular way prior to finding these teachings. You know, these teachings begin to give you the enlightenment. And so <laughs> if you were walking around strutting, you know, like a peacock, uh, that's okay. That was where you were, and that was, and that's something you can reflect upon, and you you can use in testimonial to those who will follow after you. You know, it's a part of your. It was yeah. a part of your. Well, and and these life. things happen even after you are on the path. And yeah. I was just going to share a quick story about what happened to me. This is after many years on the path, and through circumstances in my life, I was at a low point, shall we say, mm-hmm. and um, I was really at a certain level, I was unhappy with God. Because I felt like I had done my part and God had not done his. Now, oh, yeah. a sense of injustice, you know. Look, yeah. God, I, you, you asked me to do all these things. I did them. And now I'm in the worst situation in my life. And, I, you know, you're kind of letting me down here. A little payback. Huh? Yeah. So <laughs> what I used to do is, I, you know, I was, I was kind of mad about this. I mean, you don't admit you're mad at God, but I was unhappy with my circumstances. And I, and I even started quoting scripture to God. I said, God, look, it says right here, <laughs> if, a, if you know, a son asks a father for bread, would he give him a stone, you know, and, and so on and so forth. And what happened was I felt like, remember the story of Jacob in the Bible sure. when he's wrestling with the angel? I felt like I was wrestling with God. And intellectually, I knew what was going on, but emotionally, I just couldn't let go, okay? <laughs> so this went on for a long time. You know, I mean, who do you think is going to survive greater will, God or me, right? <laughs> so eventually, I finally reached the point where I said, okay, God, whatever you want from me is what I want. And I surrendered. And it didn't happen overnight. And it was a battle. I'm not pretending it wasn't. But God was waiting for me to really, you know, do you love me for who I am or do you love me for what I can give you? You know, so if God doesn't give you things, do we suddenly turn our back on him or on Jesus? So it's very important to know that as you embark on this path, these tests will come to you. But it's a mercy and a grace because they're so essential to our progress on the path, working on our psychology, dealing with human momentums, whatever it is. You know, you can have God within you and still have things that are preventing you from being a greater instrument of God and the presence of God and walking as your I am presence. Your I am presence cannot come into your temple until you have put on your Christhood, and you haven't put on your Christhood once you deal with these other things. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. People that put on their Christhood are not perfect, but they're an anchor for light. And that is how you prepare to be your I am presence and embodiment and do the greatest good for the planet. And it's not to your glory. It's to the glory of God. Indeed. And your joy is to have that presence of God within you because there is nothing greater than that presence of God and experiencing God that you may give to others. And this is the this is why we have the great teachings of Jesus, Gautama Buddha, those that have walked the way to show the way because they the presence and the life of God is so great and they have to give it away. And they can see people without that illumination and they know what how changed they will be if they receive it. Hence the master's desire to share this wisdom with people. There is a way. Yeah, who will choose to walk it? You know, while while we have a few minutes left in this segment, uh, I want to go back to something you kind of opened the door 
there this like, concept of anger with God. And I know this is not the first time we've brought that up, but I think it's something that we can safely say resides to some degree or another in almost everybody. Yeah. That we have railed, we have clenched our fists and said, God, why did you let this happen? Why did you let this loved one die? Yeah, I mean, why did you bring this disease upon? Well, of course, God didn't bring you the disease. But I, I think it's be honest with yourself and with God. If you can reckon, God, I'm feeling this anger about my situation. Help me with it. You know, don't pretend it's not there. I mean, God knows it's there. You know, God, why am I feeling this anger towards you? I don't want to be angry with you. Help me with this. Show me the way. Well, you know, it's also the mercy of God that brings us the opportunities to balance our karma. This is one of the things that we set, recognize as being outpictured in our, our challenges, our tests and our trials, our, our returning karma. You have to love a lot to do this because <laughs> it takes courage. But you know what? Your karma is going to come whether, no you, whether what. you're on the path or not. So why not be on the path and instead of just being blown by the wind to and fro of your karma, take a stand. Deal with it. Face it. Don't run away from it. Well, we're accountable God has the for tools it. to deal with Indeed. it. Indeed. We are accountable for it. So we can embrace it with gratitude and say thank you for this opportunity to balance it. To right this wrong. You know, yeah. there's another point, too, that I wanted to kind of touch on was this idea of spending your time pleasing God. I mean, it's such a sweet thought, and it's something we don't customarily think of. We're not maybe taught to do that, but to walk through our days, days of our lives, pleasing God. What's important to God? Oh, man. What, what today on planet is important to God? And I think it's important that we be the instruments of his love. Mm-hmm. You know, someone made the comment, you know, God couldn't come today, so he sent me in his place. <laughs> and so what can we give to others? What teaching? What love? I remember once years ago, I was living in Minneapolis, and they have these great skyway system, you know, and I was walking out to lunch. And there was a woman there, was, I don't know, she was giving away some kind of advertising thing. And as I went by, she whispered in my ear, Jesus loves you. <laughs> she changed my entire day. Isn't that sweet? Oh, yeah. it is sweet. Yeah. And she was pleasing God, certainly, yeah, by doing absolutely. that. Yeah. So, in the essence of uh, enlightenment and um, progress and self-mastery is desire, focus. One of the things that we heard in the first segment was that when you have a problem, a teaching may illuminate that problem. And you put the teaching into action by using the violet flame or some other practical tool. And you have to have the will to change. I think that as you were, where you were saying a moment ago, Sid kind of reminded me that this is how we wrap up this segment, I think, is talking about the fact that it's not just enlightenment as a objective, it's the will to become enlightened by practicing. And what if you have conflicting desires? This happens to us all the time. All the time. You know, so Paul says, I would, you know, I this can't do the I things I want to do and right. the things I don't want to do, I do. Well, one way to do that, I love this affirmation, I used to give it all the time, I should probably give it more, is I am one with God desire. Just repeat that as a mantra. I am one. Your I am presence is one with God desire. So these other desires in you will drop away, and you won't be competing with the desire to please God and to serve God. I am one with God desire. Because we are all got these, we got projections of desire from this advertising and everything else, and all momentums from the past, and, you know, I've got this tremendous desire to have a certain car and so forth, and, (laughs) you know... If anything that distracts you from God is not good in your life. So let go of those things. I think you have just articulated the key to enlightenment. I am one with God desire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about this all the time, how practical and utterly how simple these teachings can be. And there's nothing complicated here. This is not arcane. This is not you have to dive deep into stuff necessarily. Like that's it. That's a you could you could take make your ascension probably on the strength of that <laughs> and, and fiat. And, yeah. and be honest with yourself and with God. Recognize your shortcomings. Say, God, I don't like this momentum in me. 
but it's there. What do I do? How do I get rid of it? Or when there's an eruption of anger, where did that come from? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you know, uh, Mrs. Prophet talked about the you know the minor irritations, you oh. know, the harmony and so forth. And anyone that's married know that the spouse can bring out these minor irritations. I told her how to load that dishwasher, and she just won't do it the right way. <laughs> now, in the scheme of things, that may not be that important, you know. But if you let that irritation get in, oh, then, yeah. then you've lost. Well, <laughs> yeah, guys, some little thing. It's not important what it was, but some little thing happened the other day between my, myself and my wife. And I realized just before going to bed that it was me that brought this energy into the room. And so I went and, and uh, I apologized to my wife before going to bed. And, mm-hmm. and it, oh boy, it just, and her response was so sweet, you know. I mean, it was, well, my Christ self was telling me, Terry, you need to, Deal with this before you go to bed yeah. and do it. Let now. not the sun go down in your wrath. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so well, I'm grateful you. for that. Mm. Oh, boy. Is it time for me to tell people to stay yeah. in touch with them? I, I got to cut you loose, Terry. Go. Okay. Well, we are at Web Radio at TSL.org. Yes, we web are. Radio at TSL.org. And simply stay in touch with us. Let us know what your concerns are. We would like that. And, you know, um, if you have a question you'd like us to read on the air, we'll be happy to do that. We won't ascribe you any name. We'll, we'll make up a Something anonymous, of course. So, but anyway, we'll 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 find a way to keep your uh, identity protected at all at all costs. But seriously, if you have a question or concern, let us know. We'll be happy to bring it to the uh, to the studio. Yes, we will. It's what we love doing. We do. Now, I want to before we we close this out. I think again, I want to go back to that main point that I am one with God. Desire is a wonderful key to enlightenment, and if we also just remind ourselves, whatever we're doing, that I am doing this task. So that my mighty I am presence will walk the earth through me. It's a wonderful statement. Wonderful concepts. If nothing else goes through, hold on to that one. (laughs) Anyway. And as we like to say, though the upper path may be difficult, the rewards are out Out of of this this world. world. God bless you all. We'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. 